A River to Cross, Chapter 40. God is one, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Quote, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. End quote. Deuteronomy, Chapter 6, Verse 4. The Holy Trinity is one God who exists in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, who are one. The absolute truth of the Trinity is simultaneously undeniable yet wholly unexplainable with words. The inexplicable complexity of the Trinity does not speak against its reality, but instead stands strongly supportive of the Trinity. God is far above knowing. He reveals himself perfectly according to his will, and his revelation is more than sufficient in every way. Yet in God's oneness and in his Trinitarianism, we can only say, Thou knowest, O Lord. The Holy Trinity is clearly presented from Genesis to Revelation. The existence of the Trinity, while vigorously disputed by a relatively small group of professing Christians, has been fully recognized by the vast majority of Christianity since shortly after the death of Christ. This is not an explanation of the incomprehensible mystery of the truth and holiness of the Trinity. The existence of the Trinity... Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is abundantly clear in Scripture. Believing in and trusting God are foundational to Christianity. Think of Abram, later to be renamed Abraham, who believed God against all odds, his age about 100, his wife barren and about age 90, that he would become the father of a son and of many nations. Faith in God is required, but the reality is that everyone has faith in one thing or another. The fact that the Trinity cannot be fully explained or understood does not stand in opposition to the reality of the Trinity. The Trinity will never be reasoned out. It is perceived by faith in God as he reveals the reality to us throughout the whole of Scripture. The existence and reality of the Trinity are mysterious yet eminently apparent in the Word of God. Beyond the Word of God, the personal experience of relationship with the Father through the Son as guided and filled by the Holy Spirit is all the evidence needed for personal witness. Instead of weighing against its own reality, the incomprehensibility of the Trinity is a strong confirmation to all who seek God by faith. God has given us more than sufficient evidence for all we need to know of him, but he would not be the one true God if he could be contained within or explained by the human mind. We, you and I, the creation, cannot fully comprehend the Creator. If we could fully understand God, He would not in fact be God. The triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, someone has said the three who's of the one what. Let me say that again. The three who's of the one what is present and evident in God's Word from Genesis to Revelation. In the same way that God as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is evident throughout Scripture, He is likewise fully evident experientially in the daily life 
of a born-again, spirit-filled Christ follower, yet our experience falls far short of a full experience or explanation of Almighty God. God, who is above our ability to fully comprehend, has nonetheless revealed himself in his word, in personal experiences with all who are in Christ and in his own creation. We have been presented with more than enough God for us to see him and know him. Yet there is much more to God than we will ever take in. Nowhere is that more true than when we look at the triune God. The triune God has always been God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Not three gods, there's only one God, but he is one God existing in three persons, has always been, and so shall he always be. In John 17, 24, Jesus spoke of the love of the Father for the Son before the foundation of the world. Quote, Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me may be with me where I am to see my glory that you have given me because you love me before the foundation of the world, end quote. In our humanity, we are presently limited by the dimensions of time, space, and matter because our whole frame of reference is with what can be held in our hand, grasping the full reality of what exists beyond the physical is impossible apart from faith. Yet as challenging as the Trinity is to understand, a born-again Christian experientially knows the Trinity in their heart and spirit because that Trinity is a part of our daily experience of God. God knows more about God than any person ever has known or could know. There is no better resource for knowing God than the Word of God. Let us see what God himself reveals about Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in the Bible. First, let's look at Genesis. Quote, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. Here in Genesis, we see the Father God as Creator. Simultaneously, we see the Holy Spirit, Spirit of God, present, hovering over the face of the waters. Then God speaks and light is created. We know from John's Gospel, chapter 1 and verse 1, that in the beginning was the Word, and that refers to Jesus. Jesus is the Word who is the agent of creation referred to in Genesis. So in creation, we see the one God who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Later in Genesis, we see God referring to himself in this way, quote, Then God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. 
Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Then the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us in knowing good and evil. Genesis chapter 3, verse 22. Come, let us go down and there confuse their language so that they may not understand one another's speech. Genesis chapter 11, verse 7. Love stands as both abstract and concrete proof of the Holy Trinity. We know from Scripture and from experience that God is love. Quote, Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. End quote. 1 John chapter 4, verse 8. Because we know that God is love and we know God never changes, we are led to the unavoidable conclusion that love existed prior to creation. Love, to exist, must have the one loving and the one being loved. Prior to creation, there existed God the Father loving God the Son, God the Son loving God the Holy Spirit, and God the Holy Spirit loving God the Father. The Trinity is self-evident in this one thing, that God has always been love and that love could only exist prior to creation in the three, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. One profound scriptural presentation of the Trinity is found in Matthew's Gospel. Quote, Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented, and when John was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Matthew chapter 3, verses 13 through 17. Here we see that all three persons of the Trinity are one God in triune appearance, Father in heaven, Son coming up out of the water, and Holy Spirit descending upon Jesus. A.W. Tozer gave us this observation on the Trinity. Some persons who reject all that they cannot explain have denied that God is a Trinity, Subjecting the Most High to their cold, level-eyed scrutiny, they conclude that it is impossible that he could be both one and three. These forget that their whole life is enshrouded in mystery. They fail to consider that any real explanation of even the simplest phenomena in nature lies hidden in obscurity and can no more be explained than can the mystery of the Godhead. The doctrine of the Trinity is truth for the heart. The spirit of man alone can enter through the veil and penetrate into the Holy of Holies. Let me seek thee in longing, pleaded Anselm. Let me long for thee in seeking. Let me find thee in love and love thee in finding. Love and faith are at home in the mystery of the Godhead. Let reason kneel in, reference, in reverence outside. Christ did not hesitate to use the plural form when speaking of himself along with the Father and the Spirit. 
quote, we will come to him and make our home with him, end quote. John chapter 14, verse 23. Yet again, he said, quote, I and the Father are one, end quote. John chapter 10, verse 30. Again, quoting A.W. Tozer, he said, quote, it is most important that we think of God as Trinity in unity, neither confounding the persons nor dividing the substance. Only so may we think rightly of God and in a manner worthy of him and of our own souls, end quote. It was our Lord's claim to equality with the Father that outraged the religionists of his day and led at last to his crucifixion. The attack on the doctrine of the Trinity two centuries later by Arius and others was also aimed at Christ's claim to deity. During the Arian controversy in 318, church fathers, many of them maimed and scarred by the physical violence suffered in earlier persecutions, met at Nicaea and adopted a statement of faith, one section of which runs... I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. For more than 1,600 years, this has stood as a final test of orthodoxy, as well it should, for it condenses in theological language the teaching of the New Testament concerning the position of the Son in the Godhead. The Nicene Creed also pays tribute to the Holy Spirit as being himself God and equal to the Father and the Son. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and Son is adored and glorified. God as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is and has always been. They have no cause, no origin. God has always been. He told Moses his name is, quote, I am who I am, Exodus chapter 3, verse 14. In the Gospel of John, we read, Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. John chapter 8, verse 58. Then, regarding the Holy Spirit, we see in Genesis chapter 1, quote, The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. God is and has always been. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth or ever you had formed the earth and the world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Psalm 90, verses 1 through 2. We see from John's first epistle a picture of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. 
No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us, because he has given us of his spirit, and we have seen and testified that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. 1 John chapter 4, verses 9 through 15. What does the Trinity mean to me and to you today? Everything. God the Father has created us to be in a relationship with him. God the Son died that we might be reconciled to God the Father. And Jesus is before God right now as our advocate pleading our case before the Father. Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to guide us into all truth. Listen to what Jesus himself said about the Holy Spirit. And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Acts chapter 1, verses 4 through 5. Yes, we can see the Holy Trinity, but we still must acknowledge there is much about God that cannot be known to man. God is so much larger than man can ever possibly understand. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Isaiah 55, verses 8 through 9. What we do know of the Trinity we know by faith and by experience. I may not be able to tell you so much about the Trinity in a scholarly sense, yet I can give you a strong witness from my own experience. God is more real than anything I can put my hand on, see with my eyes, or sense with any other sense. The God of the Bible existing as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit ministers to me and in me, and I pray through me daily. Nothing in this temporary world is as real as the everlasting reality of God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Let me close this chapter with one other quote from A.W. Tozer. Who is this within the veil who dwells in fiery manifestations? It is none other than God himself, one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth and of all things visible and invisible, and one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, and the Holy Ghost, the Lord and giver of life, who proceedeth from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified. Yet this Holy Trinity is one God, for we worship one God in Trinity and Trinity in unity, neither confounding the persons nor dividing the substance. For there is one person of the Father, another of the Son, and another of the Holy Ghost. But the Godhead of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost is all one, the glory equal and the majesty co-eternal. So in part run the ancient creeds, and so the inspired word declares.
Let's pray. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we acknowledge right now that you and you alone are God. You are one dwelling in perfect unity since before time from all eternity. We don't fully understand the Godhead, but we know that Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are each and all fully one, and yet each operates in different but completely harmonious ways to bring us to a saving knowledge of Christ, saving us and leading us and sustaining us and keeping us and carrying us through this life into life eternal. We thank you, God, for loving us in the unique way that only you can, ever have, and ever will. You are God, and our everything is in you, Lord. Help us to be one with you as you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, are and have always been one. Amen.